0: Autonomy is an illusion. Autonomy is
1: an illusion. If you didn't like that intro, you're not an American. (laughs) That's not true. Um... Maybe, well maybe you're not American. We have listeners from all around the world. Like 1% of our listeners is from Ireland. So you know what? Shout out Ireland. Your soccer team's not as good as ours. Welcome to episode 14 <laughs> of Fans of the Weeks by your hosts. Durf And Dylan. Boy oh boy, it feels good. Uh, right, right into our unofficial sponsor since we've already kind of touched on it. Uh, the unofficial sponsor for this episode is Freedom. Freedom brought to you by yours and truly, the Screaming Eagles themselves, the USA's national men's (laughs) soccer team. Uh, Beaten, beaten, not just tying, not losing, not we beat the Iran men's national soccer team. Uh, If anyone, have you seen any of those clips from like the reporters during? No. Boy, oh boy, those reporters have were were bad yesterday. During the US team's media day yesterday, mm-hmm. there were a lot of uh, Iranian reporters that were asking some very odd questions. Hmm. Uh, they asked, what's his name? Tyler Tyler Adams. Tyler, I know his first name's Tyler. He's one of the captains and he's black. Okay. And one of the reporters asked him, like, Do you find it weird that you are a captain of a team of a country? That discriminates against their people so harshly. (laughs) Look, what are we we doing here? This is soccer. Why are we doing this? (laughs) But I guess uh, it's fair because I saw one clip of one country that lost. Uh, They were like in the streets flipping cars because their soccer team lost. So, I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah, Belgium. Was it Belgium? All right.
0: Yeah, it was like the city of Brussels, they like shut down like certain some parts of the city because of so much violence.
1: Uh you it's a soccer game, folks. You'll be okay, I promise. There's yeah. There's another one coming around in four years. It's it's okay. You know, like you'll you'll be fine. Um so yeah, that's uh our unofficial sponsor there, Freedom. Thank you boys for your hard work. Uh they're gonna go and play the Netherlands on Saturday. Nice. We're on to the round of 16 in the world. The knockout bracket. The knockout bracket. I I, I forgot what it was called knockout bracket or round of 16. I've seen both. Yeah. So, all right. Um, So let's get into some week 12 football uh, Mm -hmm. with fans of the Weiss here talking about the Seahawks and Bills. Lead off with the Seahawks real quick because they suck. They suck, mad (laughs) balls. They're not good at football. They are who we thought they were. Whatever.
0: R.I.P. Denny Green.
1: (laughs) Whatever terminology you want to use, this is where the Seahawks football team has returned to. Um, They they lost to the Raiders, forty to thirty four, in overtime after they missed a field goal in overtime. The Seahawks could only muster five yards. They had the punt, and then Josh Jacobs rips off an eighty six yard touchdown run. To cap his day off, a historical rushing day, mm-hmm. um, just absolutely annihilate. He looked like an elite running back along with an elite wide receiver because he also had a couple of catches for like seventy some odd yards as well. So just absolutely destroyed our team. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it goes into one of the points that we brought up last week was Josh Jacobs versus a newly gross defense that was discovered against the Bucks when they were in Germany. Rashad White destroyed the Seahawks defense for, like, 170-plus rushing yards. Josh Jacobs, who is much better than Rashad White, he basically doubled his yardage. Like it, <laughs> it was not good. Uh, so, yeah, Jacobs absolutely did. He That was a matchup that we did not win. Uh, Seahawks versus the bye week lag. I don't know. Like, the offense... Like, it was the Quandre Diggs interception right off the start. Uh he yep. had another interception on another drive. The offense scored points. It it honestly didn't seem like I think the bye week they did pretty well out of the bye week. The defense has just reverted back to the defense of like weeks two through five, you know, just letting up a billion points and a thousand billion yards. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is, I guess. Um, and Trey Brown, the third point was uh watching Trey Brown come back. Uh, he played three snaps, so I don't know if he played those three snaps and then Pete was just kind of like, "Okay, that was fun. Go sit on the bench now," or if it was he played three snaps and he's like, "Man, I just still don't feel great. Like something, something still feels wrong out there," mm-hmm. which seems like a weird, like a weird thing to bring up because you have your warmups, you have practice all week. He's like, "And like now is the time to bring up that you're not feeling great?" I, I don't know. So he only right. played three snaps. Uh, that was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I guess they they probably could have used him out there because no one else was doing a goddamn thing. Um, the other point I brought up here was uh, the Seahawks' bye week. Um, the Niners won their matchup against the Saints. So the Seahawks are firmly out of first place of the division now. But uh, the Cardinals lost and the Rams also lost, so... Those three seeds, you know, the first, second, third, or the fourth, third, and second are all the same, but the Niners are starting to kind of pull away. in Pull away,
0: division.
1: yeah. Uh, the favorite bet here was a Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns because he has thrown two or more in eight out of ten games this season. He has now thrown two or more in nine out of 11 games this season. He did throw two, touch it, two passing touchdowns this uh, past game, only two. He threw two, so it was barely, but we got there. We did it. We got it. there, yeah. And the bet hits. So Geno, nice. Geno Smith is still, uh, I think he's thrown 19 touchdowns to six interceptions maybe. That's a pretty good ratio for a guy that it, we did not expect yeah. to play this well this season.
0: It is a very good ratio for sure.
1: Uh, it, it leaves the Seahawks in a very peculiar spot.
0: Mm-hmm. About
1: what we're going to I still feel like. Since Geno couldn't clutch up at the end of the fourth quarter, and then clutch up in overtime, right. like he's missing the clutch gene, and this is what everybody in the NFL world, especially Seahawks fans, have been saying: like we want to see him win a game, go on a game-winning drive. He can't do right. it. He's, he hasn't done it yet. He literally has not done it. He didn't do right. it last year when he came in for those three games to Russell Wilson, and he hasn't done it as a starter. So, hmm. um, it's an issue. So I still feel like I feel like if we get our rookie quarterback in this draft. He sits behind Geno. I feel like he's a great guy to learn from. He's a great uh, leader. He's a great quarterback. Pick up a few tips from him and then kick him to the curb after maybe two years and let the rook in. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, But uh, that's it for the Seahawks. We got the Bills played the Detroit Lions. Yeah, on Thanksgiving, which feels like forever ago. I was just gonna say, like, because I, I was looking for the Bills matchup on Sunday. Like, who are they playing today? <laughs> nope, nope. That that already happened.
0: <laughs> nope, that happened three or yeah, three days before Sunday. Um, but yeah, the Lions were no joke. Uh, Bills, I would say squeaked out a win on a game-winning field goal. Um, 25 Bills. Um, yeah. Uh, so the three things we were looking to watch uh, on Thursday were the Bills run defense versus Jamal Williams, which I think the, I think like the Bills did a pretty good job. Um, I feel like when the Bills play a team that's expecting to run the ball, they do pretty well. Minus the whole Dalvin Cook breaking yeah. one loose. Um, one exception. Right. Um, so, even though they, you know, the Bills defense defense didn't have Tremaine Evans or Gregory Rousseau, you know, Matt Milano, AJ Klein, who they just signed off the, signed to the practice squad, then activated to the roster, um, who came from Chicago, which he but he was previously with the Bills, you know, they were able to really do what they needed to do. Um, yeah, so there was no issue there stopping the run. They did a pretty good job there. Um, second point here was uh, Singletary and company uh, running on the Lions' de- on the Lions' defense. Uh, Singletary and Cook <clears throat> didn't have too bad of a day. Um, I mean, Josh Allen was the the key component in rushing there. Uh, for the Bills' offense um, it's something that the, the Lions' defense just can't cover when a, when you have a running quarterback. Or the quarterback that can take off and you know make solid yardage out of it. So
1: I think that's five weeks in a row now because we brought it up last week. That's five weeks mm-hmm. in a row now where the leading rusher of the game was mm-hmm. the opposing team's quarterback. That's pretty right. that's pretty wild. That's like yeah. the, that's like the wildest stat I think I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: even not ever, but it's tops. It's pretty good. Right.
0: <laughs> um. And the last uh, key matchup here to watch uh, was the Bills being prepared on a very hectic short short week. Um, <laughs> definitely, def- definitely a crazy week for the Bills. You know, leaving Detroit Sunday, being you know leaving, and then leaving Buffalo again on Wednesday. Um, I don't think it affected them terribly for this game. Um, they definitely maybe seemed a little slump. A little slow out the gate, but didn't you know. But then, you know, we're able to work things out throughout the game and, you know, get that win that like they need to. So, uh, other points were more stuff on digs. Um, he had a little more. They, obviously they wanted the one of the first the first pass as he dropped.
1: That, I mean, I thought I thought I saw that play bounced right off of his chest and my immediate yeah. thought was, Oh boy, the Bills are losing today. <laughs> like <laughs> like he had fifteen targets. He led the team in targets, but only eight catches. Seventy seven yards in the tutty.
0: Right. But when, it, when but when it mattered, Stefan Diggs made that catch. Yep. So Um I like it. I think, you know, I think when Allen sends lean more on digs, hopefully that gets Gabe Davis out of his little funk and plays a little bit more aggressive, which I think we saw a little bit against the Lions, but I think we need to see more. Um I don't know, it just seems like just seems like I'm worried that Gabe Davis is gonna turn into what we got with Kelvin Benjamin or Sammy Watkins Mm. and kind of being like Oh, the ball's not there. I'm not going to catch it. Uh, I'm not dumping for that or diving for it. So makes me a little nervous, but hopefully Gabe Davis can persuade my opinion by the end of the year. So uh, then the last other point here <coughs> was uh, Naeem Hines uh, ever burning the ball for the Bills. Uh, he actually did. Um, unfortunately, it was for minus five yards. Oof. Um, so he needs three yards in the next—I uh, don't know—five weeks to surpass Reggie Bush on season on season uh, season numbers here. So I think he can do it.
1: You'd Hopefully. like to think.
0: Hopefully they give him the ball again to run, and they don't use him. Uh, and he's not just using the passing game and the return game. Um, return game though for him is—I I, think—been it's been phenomenal. Like, I think that was well worth the trade to get rid of Zach Moss, so. And then, uh, favorite bet against the Lions. I went with over 54 and a half. So close. Expecting an explosion by the Bills. Turns out it was a very close game because the Lions are no joke. Um, there's good things coming for this for this Lions team, I feel like. Like, they've got some piece, good pieces. They're, they should be getting Jameson Williams back soon. Um... I think they're short a quarterback. Yeah. I think they're short a more dominant quarterback. I think Jared Goff can get the job done, but I don't think you build around him completely. No. But, yeah, so I was expecting an explosion. Turns out it was a 50. 53. Three. Yeah. So that was short close.
1: By, short by a point and a half. All you needed was a safety. <laughs> safety or another field goal or something. That's all we need. Right.
0: Yeah, so Oh, yeah, I I had oh, Josh
1: well. Allen leading rusher for the game and over his rushing yards, which I believe was like 49 and a half. uh uh-huh. And yeah, both of those hit. It was a big Thanksgiving. We hit a lot of bets on Thanksgiving. It was a good day. <laughs> good day. Um so yeah, that was our week 12 action. Our week 13 action, um The Seahawks are going to be facing a division rival in this one. They get to go and face the Rams, which I already have a bad feeling because they opened up as eight-point favorites, but they're already down to seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Usually Hmm. when you see that kind of line movement that early on, like we could see this down to like six-and-a-half by Sunday, that means the books know something. That's a bad feeling to have when there's like reverse line movement. Right. and you know, the Rams are missing everyone. They don't have. I, I, I. Their running back is Cam Akers right now, who mm. didn't even want to be here. The fact that he's still here and he's playing is pretty wild, based off everything that went down in the off season and like early in the early parts of the season. But uh, Cooper Cup's out. Allen Robinson's season's over. He's getting foot surgery. Uh, Aaron Donald is dealing with some kind of issue with a foot or a hamstring or something. Mm-hmm. The team's in shambles. All right, Matthew Stafford's not playing. They got Bryce Perkins out there. I mean this this is one of the most hardest downfalls I think I've seen from a team after winning a Super Bowl. It's it's right. it's hard to watch right now. It's that bad. They're what three and eight or something, three and nine. Just it's it's
0: something it's ridiculous like that. Yeah, really bad.
1: bad. Um, so the Seahawks are going there after a tough loss. And uh, they're going to have to do these three things if they're going to want to win. Or at least things that I'm looking for. Some matchups I'm looking for. Um, they have to stop the goddamn run. Just just stop the runner. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Josh Jacobs popped off on you. Rashad White popped off on you. Please don't let Cam Akers pop off on you. Or Kyrene Williams, who also had 11 carries in this in their pass in the Rams last game. I don't even know mm-hmm. who that is, but I guarantee you, Kyrene Williams. Everyone's going to know who he is after this game, unless they decide they want to stop the run. You know, because I could. Both of these guys could carry for a hundred yards if they play anything like they did last week. Um, so whatever Pete said, they made uh, some adjustments uh, after the Bucks game in the bye week. Redo it. Hit the reverse button because that <laughs> whatever that is, it did not work. Okay, it far from worked. Um,
0: Turn around and go back.
1: Yeah. Like, I know, like, the Bucs game wasn't great either, but, like, you need to, whatever you're doing, like, between weeks six and 10 or something, like, find that. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another part of the defense is the pass rush. We applied zero pressure on Matt Stafford. I think we had four hits total, and three of them came in the first quarter. After that, we didn't even touch Matt, and we didn't even touch Derek Carr. Didn't even touch him. Uh, So, the, Whoever these pass rushers think they are, they're not him. You know, Darrell Taylor was supposed to be this huge piece this year. He hasn't done shit. Boye Mafe was the preseason pass rushing hero that we thought we finally got a good pass rusher. He's nowhere to be seen. Uh, Bruce Irvin, I know he's a fun story. He came back and got a sack. He's been nowhere the past couple weeks. He's an old man. Our biggest pass rusher is Puna Ford, and he's like a 330-pound nose tackle. Okay, that's not a good thing. So, Figure it out. I know Bryce mm. Perkins can be a little bit more mobile than most quarterbacks. I don't know how mobile he is. He was their leading rusher last week, so he's a little mobile. But he's not like a Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts no, or
0: something. No, he's not, I don't think he's super mobile. I think from watching the Chiefs-Rams game last week, it really depends on... For the Seahawks, I think it depends how much can they contain at the line of scrimmage. They can't. So... <laughs> Okay, how about your how about your corners coming off their assignments to yeah. stop the run?
1: I think that's a better bet. Especially if Trey Brown gets more snaps this week. I know cuz he's right. a, like the, the thing with Trey Brown is he, he is good at recognizing plays and he's good at attacking and he's mm-hmm. a very good open field tackler. That's why we miss him cuz no one else can tackle on this team at all. Um so we need pass rush. We need to apply some pressure. And like you just said, we need to figure out containment. If Bryce is going to run, then we need to, it'll bare minimum, just keep him behind the line of scrimmage. If he wants to roll out, fine, but put some pressure in his face. Um, last but not least, I really enjoyed seeing DK Metcalf get more involved. DK Metcalf had, like I think, nine catches, 90-some-odd yards, but he had 14 or 15 targets. I love it. Do more. Give me, inject that stat line into my veins. Because DK Metcalf is going to be the future wide receiver for this team. He's going to be the wide receiver one. He's going to be the leader of this offense, at least until our rookie quarterback is up to snuff and you know maybe he'll be the leader one day depending on who it is. But DK is going to be the guy leading this team. He's the big dude. Everyone knows who he is. He's the superstar. He's the guy under 25 years old who you can have forever. Give him his catches. Give him his targets. Make sure he's happy. And he will dominate a game for you. He has the ability to do that. Right. Just give him the opportunity to do it. And then you can throw a couple of tire lock it down the field because he's an amazing route runner, and, like, obviously you get to give <laughs> him his share too. But um, yeah. But, yeah, and he's going to be going up against Jalen Ramsey, I don't care. Jalen Ramsey has been turned into Burt Toast this season. I want to embarrass Jalen Ramsey this week. I want DK Metcalf to make Jalen Ramsey his like his baby. I want DK to be Jalen's daddy. That's what I want. <laughs> I, like, that's my main goal out of this week is to, like for Jalen um, Ramsey's stat line to be like 12 targets, 9 catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown yeah. on Jalen Ramsey. I want it so bad.
0: So did you hear about the uh, the trespasser at the Arrowhead uh, field um, the other day?
1: No, I didn't. Please. Um, please let so, me apparently, so apparently.
0: So uh, apparently security had to stop this person that was on the field at Arrowhead the other day. Um, it was like, you know, early mornings after the game ended between the Rams and the Chiefs. And they're like, what's this? what's this guy doing out here? And uh they get up to him and then uh it was apparently it was Jalen Ramsey. Wow. Still thought he was playing and uh he thought he shut down the chief receivers, but they had all gone home.
1: He was still out there looking for Travis Kelsey. Yep. So where'd he go? I can't find him. I can't find where'd he go? Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so bad at football. Yeah, I saw I saw that on Twitter today. As soon as you said it, I was just like, "Oh yeah, that's a good one."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks for bringing that up. No problem. Jalen Ramsey's so bad at football. Um, <laughs> my other point here is pretty simple. Uh, this is only one of two wins I want for the rest of the season for the Seahawks. I want them to sweep the Rams, just just to completely demoralize the Rams into you know. You wouldn't you suck against all teams in the league, but you doubly suck against the Seahawks? Like, I that's what I want. (laughs) I want to sweep the Rams and then just lose the rest of the rest of the season. It's done, we're done here. Okay, playoffs, it's okay. We had some fun, we were good for a little while. It's done. All right, sweep Mm -hmm. the Rams, lose the rest of them, maybe secure like a top 15 pick. Hopefully, probably end up being a top 20, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'd say top 15 is probably a good, good spot there.
1: If they sweep the Rams, that means they'll be 8 and 9. So below 500 should get you top 15.
0: Should. I bet I my guess is the right on that 14, 15 mark.
1: Yeah, right there, which I'll be good with. And then we'll mm-hmm. have like a top three, if not top two pick from the Broncos, which will just be amazing. Yeah. um, And my favorite bet. I'm just gonna keep it simple, folks. Uh Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns. Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns is my wagon right now, and I'm gonna ride that shit till the wheels fall off. <laughs> all right. Cause that dude is throwing tutties like it's his job. Because it is. Um we have the Bills playing Thursday night football. Yeah. The two Thursday the second Thursday
0: night game uh in a row here. For the Bills, and it is a division rival game also for the for the Bills and Pats. It's like the Rams and Seahawks. So Bills right now are minus four.
1: So it's divisional uh, rivalry weekend. Yeah, that's
0: fun. <clears throat> I didn't even think of that. That's fun. I like. This that. is an absolute must-win game for the Bills yeah. because they are currently zero and two in the division. If they go zero and three, I I don't know. I, I don't know how the Bills make the playoffs if they do that. So
1: that'd be pretty wild if they do, though. You know, if you think about it, like if you just like, if you go zero and three in the division to start, and then, like maybe if you get lucky and like go two and four by the end of the year, but still make the playoffs. That like, especially with everyone else in the division doing so well, right? It'd be it would take a miracle.
0: Yeah. So, um. Am I completely worried about this game? No, but a little bit. But Bills seem to play well in New England so the last couple of years. So I think it, uh, it's it's going to be okay. So my uh, my three key matchups here to watch for the game on Thursday night is the Bills off O line versus the pass D line. Um, Deion Dawkins has left the game against the Lions. Uh, he's been not at practice the last couple of days. Um, he has had an ankle issue, so you know David Questionberry stepped into his uh, left tackle spot during the game for the Lions. So didn't bad. do a t- didn't do a terrible terrible oh, no. job.
1: He didn't do terrible. Okay, All right. wasn't
0: wasn't terrible, but it's no Dion. Um, and then with Mitch Morse was out um, uh, last week, so you know they had to swing Ryan Bates into center which causes a chain effect of, you know, where they put other guys in the guard positions. So, you know, it's a a doable offensive line. Uh, The Bills are, I believe, get Ike Bucker back. Or he's active now. Um, So I think they've got... I think they're down to 18 or 19 days now to fully activate him to the 53-man roster. But it looked like from what I've seen in practice, he was already doing okay. But... (laughs) The, the thing I'm you know keeping an eye on with this offensive line is really Matthew Judon and that that Patriots rush or pass rush. So um, I think the Bills have an offensive uh, good offensive game plan that they can accommodate if they're not getting Paget or pass protection like they should be. Um, but that's something to definitely keep an eye on because hopefully the Bills can just just get healthy that's really a big thing here. This you to start is, healing up. You're going the is wrong falling direction falling apart. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just um, saw like Von Miller said on his podcast. I just got a notification yeah. saying he's targeting week 14 as his return date. Yep. So uh that'll be against yep. the Jets.
0: Yep. So what so it'd be it'd be a two week two weeks off basically to recover so not terrible because you know um you know, I can kind of we'll get into that a little bit. With Von Miller here with the Bills' run defense this is my uh, second key matchup to watch here. Um, <coughs> you know, Ed Oliver did a really good job stepping up on that defensive line, um, and you know, helped out kind of take over that leadership role a little bit on the defensive line when Von Miller went out when he got rolled up. He, and he, it was weird because I didn't think it was that bad of an injury with the way he got rolled up on but apparently the body weight pushed the knee the wrong way a little bit. So there was some lateral meniscus damage, but not a, not an ACL tear. So I guess it's not great, but, you know, if they need a, I think if Von Money has to wait a few weeks longer to make him make sure he's healthy for January, hopefully February, then
1: by all yeah. means – just I, do it. I feel like you got to wait to see like how these next few games play out. Like if you're, if you're in right. a better position playoff wise than you were, you know, like if you're trending yeah. in the right direction, it's like, okay, maybe sit out another week. But if you're like struggling, like boy, mm. we need all hands on deck, then yeah, maybe rush them back. Like week 14 right away.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, so this bill's run defense did pretty well last week. Um, or, was it Ramondre Stevenson for the Pats is, uh, Kind of no joke, yeah. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. The you know the Bills are going to need to stop him. Um, you know the Bills last week without were without Tremaine Edmonds and Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I believe both both of them have been full participants or at least limited in practice so far this week. So that is a good sign to see those guys, those two come back. Uh, it would be really good to get Gregory Rousseau back on the, deep end of the line because he. For a second year player, he's doing really well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think with von Miller there, it's really that spark that you know, Groot needs there. Uh, Groot needs to get the get the job done. Um plus another thing last week too is that uh, the defensive line rotation was so bad because they had such limited players on right. defense. They're with, out uh, there like the the every right. snap. So, right. so that does, you know, if the Bills can, you know, rotate correctly and get you know, get the most out of the players and you know that's that's the key that's the key that's a key to key to success for sure. Um and then the last matchup key matchup here to watch is the Bills running game. Um I think the Bills are gonna need to continue to lean on this run game pretty heavily. Um <clears throat> they've done a pretty good job recently, I would say the, you know the last couple of weeks is kind of leaning onto it a little more. Um, I think we saw it pretty well against the Browns. They leaned on it to a point against the lions. Um, but because of the way the game was playing out, they had to kind of lean more toward the pass. Um, but I do like the way that we're seeing Singletary and James Cook, you know, start to be more efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, if more efficient, I think is a good way to put it. I'm not saying they're doing a great job, but they're, they're, they're getting the job done for the most part. Um, but I think that one game has to be there in order to allow the play action to be set up correctly. And and then to allow the bills to pick apart this Patriot second secondary, um, with Davis and Diggs and McKenzie and, uh, you know, hopefully, make it easier for Josh Allen for sure. So my other point here um, is, you know, are we going to see Josh Allen look more normal since the elbow injury? This is now, oh, let's see, when two. This is now week four since the injury. Um, so he's been able to play through it. Now, when this happened, his rookie year, when it was more of a UCL tear or you know release more a more serious injury um he missed four weeks you know they completely they shut him down right away and went from there now this time around he's played through it yes the injury wasn't as bad but does that delay his full recovery by a week or two it could um one thing i think i noticed with uh with alan is that he's been kind of off and on using the elbow brace in practice so he, it could just be he has one bad day with the elbow and next day he's good and it's going to take him probably a little longer to get that full range of motion in his throws you know making those sidearm throws aren't going to be his forte for a little bit because that puts that strain on the muscle so that is what i'm looking for um in this game, uh, for the bills and Patriots. And my, my favorite bet here is I'm just going to take the bills minus four. I think the bills will win by four or more
1: easy, you know, yeah. easy bets. You don't have to overthink it. It's nice and simple. Minus four. Mm-hmm. We're going to beat them by at least a tutty bare yeah. minimum. <laughs> well, um, that's our Seahawks and Bills recap and look forward to. I mean, we only, by the time you all hear this episode, the Bills will be getting ready to play. They'll be in New England, ready to go. This episode drops yeah. on Thursdays um, on any podcasting platform as, lo- as well as YouTube. And you can find uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all of that good jazz at Durf and Dylan. And you can search for the podcast Fans of the Weast on your favorite podcasting platforms. We have been your hosts, Durf. And, Dylan, go Hawks. Go Bills. Autonomy is an illusion.